already chuckling, right? That, move, that music puts you right in the mood, <laughs> doesn't like, it? Yeah. It's like, all right, now, let's go. Fox Soul in the house. You are silly. Hey, Soulmates, uh, welcome to the conversation this Wednesday. Uh, it includes the latest cities fighting for reparations and the settlement Vanessa Bryant has reached surrounding mm -hmm. the death of her husband, Kobe, the great Kobe. Welcome to Fox Soul's Black Report. I am Courtney Hicks. And Who I'm Lee are Thomas. You? Yeah, Lee Thomas, uh, just <laughs> merely filling in for Nicolai Corte. Happy to be here. We're also going to talk about Shoveling While Black, uh, the latest viral video of someone calling the cops. We know who. Someone calling the cops. Plus, another story about how one church stopped a robbery. These are stories that, of course, impact our community. That's right. We're going to bring you our news, our views, and our voice. So let's get into our uh, top conversation for the day. A judge has ruled that the officer who fired the shot killing Breonna Taylor will remain terminated from that particular department. Now, former Detective Miles Cosgrove, seen here, fired that fatal shot that killed Taylor on March 13th of 2020. He has been fighting for a job back, but a judge ruled that the board had, quote, substantial evidence to fire Cosgrove and said that even normal citizens must exercise, quote, the highest degree of care in ascertaining whether they are shooting at legitimate targets. We always want to keep Breonna Taylor mm -hmm. uh, in the forefront uh, of our minds and in our mouth mm -hmm. uh, because I'm not so sure if that family has received complete justice. Complete justice, compensation, all that. It's interesting to me because most times, and we've heard of this in other situations, a police officer will lose his job mm -hmm. in one city or one district, one jurisdiction, and go down the street or to the suburbs and get another job. So he is, by trying to get his job back in this department, trying to make a point. I'm just wondering what that point is. I guess that he's worthy of getting his job back. Mm. A judge saw it a different way, and the saga continues. My prayer is for true justice Always. for that family. Always. Yeah. Let's talk about this. This week, the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit against the Louisiana Chemical Company in hopes to curb the spread of a harmful compound that was harmful to its black residents in that area, specifically the black population in that area, because that's where they live. Now, mm -hmm. the lawsuit claims that synthetic rubber products made by a company called Denka Performance in Reserve. Now, in Reserve, Louisiana, is the cause of the problems, and the factory is located also in Laplace, Louisiana. Now, a cancer risk is the cause to these nearby communities, which are majority black. Now, the report shows that Denka has reduced its to toxic emission over time, but recently caught the attention of the EPA late last year. Ah, you say you reduce your emissions over time, but what is the required amount that is safe for people to be exposed to? Yeah, and when you say over time, that still means that these folks, black residents in particular, are being exposed to what uh, has been deemed as toxic chemicals. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I know this is a, a, a black community uh, concern here, but when you take a look at that terrain, uh, train derailment mm -hmm. and all of the toxic chemicals uh, that were, ex that folks have been exposed to in that community, a mixed community, white residents uh, and so forth, it, it really becomes like, uh, an environmental issue. It becomes a humanitarian issue. Why these companies don't see fit to, to go the length 
to make sure that these folks in, affected in these communities mm -hmm. are well taken care of and have the best um, uh, health care if that uh, if that is, is is necessary. It's just beyond me. It's like you, you just don't care. And here's the thing that, that stands out to me because I live an hour away from Flint, Michigan, mm. and they went through a water crisis that no community should have experienced. That's right. They still, still do not day. trust their water to this day. At all. And the government came in, federal, local, city, did all the things they were supposed to do. The, the governor, former governor, drank a little water, then went back to his suburb. Uh, so it's just interesting that what's happening here is across the country in multiple communities, people are losing faith in the EPA and the government yeah. to keep us safe. And the damage is so deep that it, it's, it's almost impossible to make good on it. Mm -hmm. People are still suffering, like you said. And I have to say one more quick thing. They, if they had faith in the government to begin with, let me say that, they're losing the faith again. Just put it there. That's a good point. Mm. All right, armed robbers who allegedly stormed into a Ferguson, Missouri church mm. ended up leaving with something other than money. So, according to Pastor of uh, the All Creation Northview Holiness Family Church, the incident broke out when a man carrying two bags entered the church and started asking questions of the children's service director. He says four young men in masks then entered the church. Another member of the church later witnessed one of the men in the group drop a firearm. Hmm. Instead of causing panic among his congregation, the pastor continued with the scheduled service, notified the police, and get this, had the church pray for the young men. The four uh, men eventually wow. left without any issue. Wow. Uh, yet police are still investigating this incident. Talk about the power of prayer. Yes. And yes. the power of the Holy Spirit coming down, <laughs> helping these folks out. That's a very sketchy, scary situation. It really is. And for, for the pastor to have the wherewithal, mm -hmm. to treat it with prayer mm -hmm. uh, is amazing to me. And then the reaction from the four young men mm -hmm. is also amazing as well. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where it sounds unbelievable. It does. And yet totally believable at the same time. And for this pastor to keep such composure, mm -hmm. you know, to keep the panic down uh, so that his, his congregation wouldn't panic. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing, amazing feat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You said it best, power of prayer. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a new video making rounds online. This is from Rocks Rockford, Illinois. Two black men were shoveling mm -hmm. snow outside of their father's home when they were nice enough to shovel the sidewalk for a neighboring home or homes. Now, somebody called the cops on them. Take a look. Seriously mad because we cleaned off your sidewalk? Your sidewalk? So you mad because we cleaned off your sidewalk? We're helping you. We're like, you mad because we cleaned off your sidewalk. Mess around with this one. You don't, you don't have to go. We, we cleaned off your sidewalk. It's this, it's a public sidewalk. We cleaned it off for you. With jelly. There. Jelly and tanya. Hey. Are you that upset? What would Jesus do? Now, that's a good question right there, but here's, here's the situation. What? The police arrived. One of the officers did mention that the woman may have a mental illness, and that's why I don't put her in the caring category, because mm. you have to respect mental illness. Now, this, is the this isn't, they also went on to say, this isn't the first time police had to come to her home 
uh, for something similar. So we, we look at these incidents and we want to label them so quickly mm -hmm. and, and put names on it so quickly when maybe that's not the actual situation. Yeah. And so that's why I like that the young man said, what would Jesus do? What and would Jesus, Jesus do? would give him some grace, yeah. give her some grace, mm -hmm. because you never know what someone's situation yeah. is. Like he extended her, her grace. And my first thought went to, is she that disgusted mm -hmm. with the kind, the act of kindness from these young boys, these young mm -hmm. brothers? Is she that disgusted? Mm -hmm. And then I thought maybe there's something a little there bit longer. There you go. So that, yes. that that nugget that you yes. just gave that there now you now that the story is playing out, yes. that there is you know possibly some mental illness. It makes it make more sense. It doesn't make it right, but it makes it make a little bit more sense, and it does allow you to give a little bit more grace. Because let me tell you something. I went straight to really here. Caring. We go. Here, here we, we go. go. Here, of course, and, I went you know, there as well. I, I was watching it. I started to raise up uh -huh. emotionally a little bit. Like <laughs> these babies are doing some good. good. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it was a, a public. It was a, of course the sidewalk, but right in front of your home, you're responsible for it. But yes. I do seem, seem do believe in some cities it's deemed maybe public, a public sidewalk. So it was just a kind gesture it, all it around. Was. It was a kind yeah. gesture, and I just have to give the the, the lady grace. Mm -hmm. So many things you could say, but yeah. when they say mental illness, they've been there before. The cops know her. Yeah. Her grace and those and those guys, some congrats. Yeah, for doing their thing. So nice. Doing their thing. Yeah. Uh, two men will not meet in a runoff to be the next mayor of Chicago. This comes after voters mm. denied incumbent Lori Lightfoot a second term after she made history. I was surprised by this one, Courtney. Sorry what? to interrupt you. I was surprised she didn't. When she's very popular, she's she outspoken is, nationally. She, she has been under the, can I use the word gun? She's been under the gun. She's yeah. been under a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. A lot has been happening in Chicago. Yeah. And there are obviously more citizens who are not satisfied with how she's handled it versus that's what who are, matters. And that's why we're at this story. So she made history as the head of the nation's third largest city. Lightfoot is the first black woman and the first openly gay person mm -hmm. to lead the city. Uh, she won her first term back in 2019 after promising to end decades of corruption and backroom dealing at City Hall. But here we go, Lee. Opponents mm -hmm. blame Lightfoot for an increase in crime that occurred, uh, occurred, occurred mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, cities across the U.S. during the pandemic and criticized her as being a divisive, uh, overly contentious leader. Well, here's the thing. Politics is a tough route to go. It is. And when it's time for someone to try and get that seat that you have, mm -hmm. you're gonna bring up all the dirt and inconsistencies mm -hmm. and bad things that happen mm -hmm. uh, to make sure people think you can do better. Mm -hmm. And maybe they can do better. Yeah. But I will say this, there was crime in Chicago before she was mayor, record crime. Yes. And so, I'm not going to sit here and blame her Chicago situation on one person. On her. Was it on her watch? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It was on her watch. Mm -hmm. Did things happen during the pandemic from multiple cities? Yes. Yeah. She should have had a better campaign, period, and told people what she's going to do rather than on the defensive. She, she did stay on, on the defensive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not like she didn't have policies and plans and an outline and a blueprint of what she wanted to yeah. accomplish. Uh, I just think it was a matter of people not agreeing of how she went about right. the execution or the lack of execution that brought about any progress, mm -hmm. you know? And she was a little raw sometimes in She was too. very was raw, raw and real. And she yes. had some very raw and real mm -hmm. um, uh, social mm -hmm. media moments. She did. She really did. I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah. move to the highest court of the land. Mm. Justice 
Jessica Katanja, Katanja Brown Jackson. Jackson. I want to say her name correctly. Mm -hmm. Katanji, Katanji Brown, Brown Jackson. Jackson. Now she has written her first majority opinion in the Supreme Court. Jackson's first majority opinion came in the case involving two products sold by the money transfer company MoneyGram. Now, the opinion released this week in the dispute between two states over unclaimed money in one of the roughly uh, half dozen cases. Now she is expected to write by the time the court finishes its work for the summer. Usually they finish that work in late June. Mm -hmm. The 23 page decision was unanimous though all the justices didn't join the whole opinion. I'm just happy that she's there. Mm -hmm. Good to see her doing important. her thing. And you'll hear a new voice, mm -hmm. a different voice, a voice, a voice that has been absent for decades on top of decades. And, and now it's going to be heard as the first African-American woman to sit in that seat. Katanji Brown Jackson. That's it. And okay. she is fabulous, just just a genius. And she's about our age, mm -hmm. so it makes me kind of look at my body and look like, Lord, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Or what have I not done? <laughs> You're doing I mean, the just, Black just Report. Um, You're doing well. I, I, just an yeah. amazing trajectory. But an amazing really trajectory. Inspiring. And I wonder the route that she had to take mm. to get there. Mm -hmm. Yesterday's show, mm -hmm. we talked about Thoroughgood Marshall. Who, yes. What a route to get to that Supreme yeah. Court. And it took a while before we saw mm -hmm. a multitude of people of color, mm -hmm. uh, Hispanic, African-American, yeah. whatever yeah. ethnicity, to be on that court. Yeah. So for Judge uh, Brown Jackson to be there. It's an excellent look. Yes. A good look. Yes. All right. Los Angeles County has agreed to pay out nearly $29 million to Kobe Bryant's family. Now, the settlement was filed in federal court this week. It comes three years after deputies shared graphic photos of the 2020 helicopter crash that killed Kobe and uh, her, his daughter and seven others. The settlement adds to the $15 million of jewelry had already awarded Vanessa Bryant, uh, Kobe's late wife and, and I read a little bit into this and what I really can appreciate about it as far as Vanessa's forward thinking. Mm -hmm. Those last two babies are so young. Mm. She set this situation up to whereas as they get older and mm -hmm. if these photos leak again and mm. it causes any emotional distress or turmoil, these babies can sue again Good. for even more money. So hopefully that'll deter folks from, from releasing and using these photos ever again. So tasteless. I refuse to look at them. Uh, I refuse to try and even find them, and if somebody sent them to me, I did not look, because mm -hmm. that is unbelievably mm. disrespectful for someone working in a public capacity to take those kind of photos and then to leak them in any fashion yeah. for monetary gain, for whatever the reason mm -hmm. you leaked them was. It, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievably disrespectful. So I'm glad that she won, and I'm glad she yeah. set it up that way. And this way. was, if I remember correctly, this was uh, um, uh, someone with a, with a badge mm -hmm. trying to impress a girl at a bar showing these pictures. And it was the young lady who was disgusted by it. And I mm -hmm. think that's how everything got started. Mm. Unbelievable. I'm glad she got what she got. And, mm. and maybe may even get more. If they do it, they yeah. should. They should get more. I wish you could just wipe them in so that mm -hmm. no one can see them again. But I know once they're out there, they're out there. That's right. Yeah. The winter storms aren't letting up for many people across the country. And the snow conditions, well, it's causing headaches for travelers. Yeah, right now. Mm -hmm. Southwest Airlines has canceled nearly 500 flights today. Yikes. American Airlines, not far behind, 460 cancellations today. 
Now at LAX in Los Angeles, 42, pli 42 flights have been canceled this morning and about 30 flights have been delayed. Another round of snow is plummeting California's Sierra Nevada mountains on, uh, uh, today, prompting blizzard warnings for much of that reason, region. Now forecasters say record cold temperatures are possible as storms move through. And it seems like we're con we're continually dealing with this really odd winter that we're dealing with because here in Michigan, it wasn't snow. It was ice that we dealt with mm -hmm. and across the country. It's flooding. Yeah, it's just a multitude of things that people are dealing with. So we wish everyone well. And there are still people here in our area that still don't have power, still don't have power. And listen, <laughs> a week later after the, the Southwest debacle, you know, oh, they are goodness. always on the top of these type of stories. I feel so bad for them. Those uh -huh. executives have a lot of making up to, to do a lot of make goods to do. And I think some of what they offered those uh, travelers mm -hmm. who were just, you know, their plan holiday plans were just obliterated over mm -hmm. the holiday. I, I don't think it was enough. I think there was like some kind of uh, maybe one or two flying right. vouchers or points vouchers, or travel, yeah, yeah. you know, so they had a lot of making up to do. And so I know you can't control the weather, but I think they can probably control the way they handle how the weather affects their scheduling. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying for some of these airlines because some folks are not forgiving. Uh, they are not. You can't get those plans back. You know, forget the cheap flights, people, people like that, because mm -hmm. they'll go back to you if you have the best price. But you have to have the service. You got to get it, it right. Yeah. You got to get it right. All right. Coming up, the serious dangers of eating disorders, especially in our community. When we come back, we'll have Dr. Michael Knight. He is here to tell us everything about keeping us healthy. You're watching Fox Souls Black Report. I'm Lee Thomas sitting right next to Courtney for Fox Soul's Black Report. Now, studies have shown that black women and people of color face significant obstacles in receiving a diagnosis and treatment for eating disorders mm. due to racial biases in our healthcare system. Yeah, and eating disorders, uh, Lee, providers, those providers, they may hold biases about their patients. Now, leading to a misdiagnosis mm -hmm. or a failure to diagnose a, a problem at all. So cost-related barriers to care also exist for marginalized communities, making it crucial for eating disorder experts to reach out and educate providers on what eating disorders look like beyond the stereotype. Now, this week is National Eating Disorder Week, and black people are often left out of that conversation, but not today, not, today. not right now, mm -hmm. and not here. Uh, <laughs> eating disorders are among the deadliest mm -hmm. mental illnesses, affecting 9% of the total U.S. population. People of color, as you probably know, specifically African Americans, are significantly less likely to receive help or even seek help. That's right, an important uh, discussion here. Uh, it's the science and emotion of eating disorders and methods of prevention and intervention. Uh, Dr. Michael Knight is an assistant professor at the George Washington School of Medicine and Scientists, uh, Sciences right there in DC and a practicing MD in eternal medicine and obesity. We wanna welcome you to Fox Souls Black Report. Thank you. All right, looking good, doctor. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I, I was going to say, Doc, handle I your know. business. It's, it's good. First of all, it's good to see you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All right, doctor, let's talk about uh, the common types of eating disorders. I know we might hear a lot about uh, anorexia, mm -hmm. uh, but, but there are all t there's a myriad of eating disorders. Yes. 
Yes, of course. And what people don't realize is that up to 28 million Americans in their lifetime will have an eating disorder. It's mm. very more common than we believe, though it often shows up in, in young adults and, and young people and mostly women more than men. As you've outlined, it could affect anyone from any socioeconomic, racial or ethnic group. Yes, we hear about anorexia, which is one of the most common conditions. And in that condition is when someone uh, really gets into a stage of being underweight, having less weight than is healthy, and in their mind believes that they're actually overweight and mm. thus restrict their eating to a significant way that it starts affecting their health. Now, Doug, let's talk about uh, some of the characteristics of an eating disorder. What can we look for? Because sometimes people are very good at masking some of the right. characteristics. Yeah, so one of the things we have to understand is that there's a mental health component. So oftentimes someone who is prone to anxiety, depression, is going to be at increased risk for this. Some of the symptoms or signs is a preoccupation with food and the parents uh, to a level that's a little bit abnormal, that it starts affecting their day-to-day -day life. Another common uh, eating disorder is bulimia, where mm -hmm. someone eats a large amount of food uh, and then immediately or very shortly after will vomit it up because they have guilt that they've eaten too much. And so someone who is leaving the table after a meal and going to the bathroom, someone who is changing their lifestyle uh, to keep up with this behavior, those are some of the signs that we can start picking up. One of the key points is that you don't always have to be underweight to have an eating disorder. Another disorder that's common is binge eating disorder, mm. and that's eating very large amounts of food but not throwing it up. So that individual may actually be overweight or, or living with obesity. And so it's something that uh, we don't talk about. We know that there's stigma in our community, but also stigma in the healthcare profession that is a lack of recognizing these conditions in our community. Yeah, so you, doctor, you just talked about the characteristics. You just talked about the factors. Uh, talk a little bit about, because for me, it's a little confusing because it's it's categorized as a, as a mental uh, issue. Of course, that's uh, affecting the physical, uh, getting a little bit into your treatment. How do you go about, uh, do, you, do you address the mental first and then the physical, or do you have to, you know, get the patient to uh, a proper physical state in order to treat the mental? How does that work? Yeah, so number one, we have to make sure that uh, the physical state is stable, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. in some of these serious conditions, someone's health can be in jeopardy to the to the extent of, of even death and hospitalization. Right. So at first of all, we have to make sure that, that you're getting enough nutrition, that your body is functioning. Mm -hmm. And then we have to address the mental health component. One of the most effective treatment uh, aspects for eating disorders is psychotherapy. So meeting with a therapist, a psychologist, mm -hmm. someone who is trained in this area, cognitive behavioral therapy, which allows us to have interventions and, and strategies to deal with what someone is thinking that's leading to this type of behavior. Doctor, food is so much a part of the African-American community, mm. feeding someone, eating food. And a lot of times when you have some kind of disorder, it's, it's hard to diagnose. How often do you see African-Americans at your practice? And mm. when, what do you say to people if you think uh, more than the patient itself, the family member that wants to help the patient, oh. is there some kind of outreach that can get that person the kind of help they need to talk to the family member to get them to you. Mm. Yeah, one of the most important things here and common things is that often people are in denial. 
that mm. they have, that there isn't a problem. Again, remember that increased risk for this can be anxiety, depression, but also a stressor, social stressors. Mm. When we think about what we see on social media, uh, in magazines, people have a lot of pressure for their body to look a certain way. So they mm. believe that they're doing something right, but it's in an unhealthy way. And so it's having that honest conversation with someone and encouraging them to speak to their doctor uh, because something is not right. Their health is changing. You know, for example, for many women who are dealing with anorexia, they no longer have mental, menstrual cycles. Uh, a lot of their body is just changing. And so mm. that's an opportunity to say, you know, I, I know you may think that everything's okay, but your body's changing, your health is changing. I'm concerned. Why don't we talk to your doctor about it and see if there's an opportunity to address an uh, underlying issue that, that we may not recognize at this time. Yeah, we've got about a minute and a half let, left, Dr. Knight. You, you mentioned social media. I, you know, I don't, that's a whole nother element that, you know, doctors may not have had to, well, didn't deal with, you know, a couple of uh, generations ago because it was non-existent. How important is that uh, in, in your practice when it comes to healing and uh, uh, deprogramming those who are highly, highly influenced by what they see on social media is so dominant nowadays? It's a huge, huge issue, particularly for our young adults, our teens, but yeah. for any individual. The reality is what we see on social media is often edited. And so mm -hmm. you have individuals who are trying to compete with something that is not even real, uh, body shapes that are not real. You know, our bodies change as we get older. Yes, we wanna have a healthy uh, approach to our weight and whatever level of the spectrum that it is, right? There's not one number that we all have to be at, but at the same time, we have to really think about health and also have to think about how much is social media a part of our lives? Are we spending hours and hours there? And is that really a healthy behavior? Is it affecting other parts of our life? Yeah, I mean, social media yeah. is just the highlights. Yeah, it's it the really highlights. It's, it and really all, quite often, it's not even the real deal. Yeah. So I agree with you on that one, doctor. We only have 30 seconds left. And doctor, to, to the people that want to be a doctor night one day, <laughs> sometimes I'm just proud to see people in the positions that yeah. you're in. You're a professor. You're, you're an MD. What would you say to a young person who aspires to help in the way that you do? Yeah, so I think the most important thing, as you've outlined, is you can't be what you can't see. So it's very important mm, for our youth to good. know that whatever, wherever you grew up, I'm from the Bronx, New York, right? Go. And Come so wherever now. you grew up, you can make it uh, if you are determined and you have a mission and a vision for your life. And so connect with someone who can help you. Connect with someone who also believes in you, whether that's a teacher, whether that's someone at church in your community, and and help and let them help you achieve your goal. All right, preach on, Doctor Knight. Go. And, All right, and your next stop is the cover of GQ with that suit and that. Time. There you go. <laughs> Dr. Knight, we appreciate you so appreciate much. appreciate it. You are Thank now you. an official soulmate. Thank you so much for your insight and joining us today. And we want to end by saying if you are in a mm -hmm. crisis and need help immediately, I want you to text NEDA, that's N-E-D-A to 741-741. That's N-E-D-A to 741-741. Dr. Knight, we got to have you back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Great to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, always great and, to talk great to work. an expert yes. who can give yes. us uh, some insight mm -hmm. on uh, a, a, a topic that, you know, some folks might not be too familiar with, may have experienced, mm -hmm. but not, might not be too familiar with in regards to how to get a help and diagnose it. And yeah. it's a tough conversation to it have is. with somebody. Uh, and it's good to see him there mm -hmm. that you know you have some backing to get you that help. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of, of health, the time to put those walking shoes on as health experts are revealing that walking for 
11 minutes, 11, 11 minutes. minutes every day. How do you get to 11 minutes? <laughs> 11 minutes every day could lower your risk of premature death by almost 25%. This, according to the largest study to date of physical activity, disease risk and mortality published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. Now the findings show even small amounts of exercise contribute to substantial improvements in longevity and can lower risks of uh, developing heart disease and many types of cancers. I'm good for a powerful 11 minutes. <laughs> then I need a nap. No, it's like, how do I get to 11, <laughs> 11 minutes? Because when I was here, mm -hmm. it was 30, right. at least 30. Right. And so now what I'm gathering with all these different 11 mm -hmm. minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, is just move your body. Do something. Do something. Move your body. And it doesn't have basis. to be outside. It can be on right. a treadmill. Right. It can be at home. Like, you can really move because mm -hmm. it helps everything, mm -hmm. cardiovascular, every kind of system yeah. in your body. So get out there Yeah, you prefer and move. treadmill or out there in the street? I like being outside. Do you I really, do? I really do. I don't like yeah. the elements. Yeah. When it's hot, I don't want flies and bugs. <laughs> and so give me a treadmill and an air-conditioned oh, gym really? any day. I like the flowers and the trees mm -hmm. when it's nice. I love nature, but Even when it's exercise. cold outside. Just, really? you know, yeah, the snow, it's... Come on, Lee. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you? All right. <laughs> uh, confusion still exists for some customers about the meaning of use by mm. those dates on your food labels when you look. Now, while some are cautious and toss food when the date hits on that date, on that my date. daughter's like that. It's on a that rat. date, this is a date, rat. Dad's gotta go. Um, <laughs> others ignore the dates. Like me, because I paid for it, I'm trying to eat it. I know, that's and great. others rely on their sense to determine if the food is good. Just smell it. Just smell it, baby. It's or all right. Taste it. You or can taste it. Too. Give it a little taste. <laughs> all right. Now, a nutrition professor explains that the dates are not safety lab not safety labels, but are instead used to indicate quality. quality. There oh. you go. Now, customers throw away approximately one third of the food they purchase, leading to unnecessary waste and financial costs. Uh, co consumers are encouraged to rely on their senses and to check the signage of the spoilage before consuming the food beyond the marked date. I completely agree with it, and now science backs me up. Because I'll tell my daughter, you better not throw that in the trash. Let me tell you something. I paid for that. Your daughter, my sister-in-law, Lauren mm -hmm. Langford Hicks, hey, honey, will throw it away maybe even the day before. It, it expired yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, girl. I'm like, get out the fridge. That Put that more. down and get out the fridge. And, and it really makes a case for, like, the dumpster divers. Mm -hmm. now, I don't know if I'd go to that extreme. Right. But a lot of their argument is this food not is not wasteful. bad. And it's, it's so, so, so very wasteful. And it also brings to mind, I remember, you know, stories about uh, how the U.S. sends over um, medication mm -hmm. that here is, quote, unquote, expired, but obviously must Still, still be useful. effective because still they're useful. sending it over to other countries who may not otherwise be able to afford it. So there, there's something to that. I, I think it's a personal preference. For me, you know, heavy cream, whipping cream can go a little bit beyond the date. Mm -hmm. You know, some other things in the fridge, just a little bit beyond the date. And if you're unsure, taste a little bit. Or even just, you can tell by the smell sometimes. You can. Just a little smell, just, you know, just or let just it go. taste a little bit. If you taste and it has a little tang, twang mm -hmm. to it, then let it go. Let it go. But other than that, you gotta stop throwing away food and wasting food, especially nowadays. You know, eggs are thirty million dollars a carton, mm -hmm. and milk is ridiculous. <laughs> so you you better check and see if you can still eat it. You can't put them on layaway anymore. Mm -hmm. You gotta you, you <laughs> gotta buy them outright. Man, listen, if you can put, you know, let me tell you something. I think that's that would be a money maker if you could put food on layaway. Layaway nowadays. Be like, I'll they be back. start thinking about that. Just give me a piece of this sandwich. And give that, Lee the much, credit. How much for one rib? <laughs> Not the whole rack. Just now one go, rib. Now you going to see your movie bag? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> still ahead. Show. 
me the money. Cities all across our country are fighting for yeah. reparations. Well, we'll tell you all about the uh, two new towns looking to pay back their black residents. That and more coming up right here on Fox Soul's Black Report. Stay close. Just a sip. Just How much for sip. one sip? <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back, Soulmates, to Fox Soul's Black Report. To Detroit City, right mm -hmm. here in the good old D. The mm -hmm. City Council has approved a plan for how the city's new reparations task force will be formed. Yeah, the city's uh, council president introduced the task force this week, and they're including the people that are impacted the most, and they want them to weigh in. Mm -hmm. Our own Ingrid Kelly has the story. It's a look at the injustice of the past to create a more just future. The enslavement and overall persecution of black people has enriched our country and created disparities in income, wealth, and education. Across the country, a fight for reparations movement is underway, and Detroit city leaders have a message they are making loud and clear. With the announcement of the first ever city of Detroit, Reparations Task Force. The group is a result of a ballot initiative that was passed by Detroiters during the November 2021 election. More than 80% of Detroiters turned out and supported the creation of this task force focused on housing and economic development programs. Some believe the destruction of thriving black communities like Black Bottom to make way for a highway is a clear reason why reparations are justified and not a handout. The case for reparations can be made on economic, social, and moral grounds. The Reparations Task Force will be a 13-member body. The co-chairs were present at Friday's press conference. And the question that I hope that we will answer is what might be possible now. And I'm saying time out. Time out for this. We got a chance to make Detroit work for us. The task force meetings will be open to the public and residents can make their voices heard. So task force members can come up with proposals. It will just go through the normal process of proposing to council. We will evaluate. Of course, there will probably also have to be some type of budget uh, amendment to fund what that proposal is. But we're going to be looking at everything that we can that comes out of this particular task force. In Southfield, Ingrid Kelly, Fox 2 News. Good job. Now, I know that that was uh, here uh, in the city of Detroit. It was richly debated. It was uh, fought. Mm. It was uh, legal action was taken. So it's good to see this task force is now in place. But Courtney, <laughs> we were talking, Courtney, we were talking, we're talking reparations. Is it much ado about nothing? Meaning I would love to see it happen, but this is America, and I've been living in it for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't know how you get it done. I, I appreciate I appreciate the efforts, I appreciate mm -hmm. the new task force, but how do you get it done effectively? And how do you reach every Everybody. single black person to, to for them to feel that 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 increase, to feel the, the that make good on it? And get everybody on board mm -hmm. 
to vote for. That's right. Mm. Let's go to D.C., where council members introduced new legislation that aims to study reparation proposals for black residents directly wronged by slavery and institutional racism. Council member Kenyon McDuffie introduced the Reparations Foundation Fund and Task Force Established Act, Establishment Act of 2023, along with nine other council members. Now, the bill says the typical white household in D.C. has a net worth that is 81 times greater mm. than the typical black household. McDuffie writes that the wow. legislation seeks to address centuries of government sanctioned policies and practices that exploited black people, and it will take the government sanctioned action to atone. So, you know, as we continue with this conversation, mm -hmm. how, how do you get it done? How does it reach everyone effectively? How do you effectively execute reparations? It mm -hmm. is such a huge, huge topic. undertaking mm -hmm. with, with so many deep roots mm -hmm. and, and it's going to bring up the emotion. So it's going to bring up the anger. It's yeah. going to bring up the, that's a lot to address. And, and each city is trying mm -hmm. to go about it in the best way that suits them, but maybe there just needs to be a little bit more uniformity mm. um, so folks can come together mm -hmm. in a bigger effort mm -hmm. to, to maybe get this done. And maybe all these cities and, and governors mm -hmm. uh, or, or mayors can come together and make it happen. I will say this though, because mm. I have doubts. Uh, I doubted that I would ever see an African-American president in my lifetime. And we saw. And it happened. And it happened. So this can be done as well. I agree. I just like just to see how. how. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How? Just like to see how. Mm -hmm. uh, now let's head to the motherland where Nigeria has elected a new president. Former Lagos Governor Bola Tinubu mm -hmm. has been declared the winner of Nigeria's presidential election. Tinubu is one of Nigeria's richest politicians and based his campaign on his record of rebuilding the biggest city, Lagos, when uh, he was governor. The 70-year-old veteran politician got 37% of the vote. Official results show that. Uh, his main rival uh, polled at 29% and uh, another rival uh, opponent uh, polled at 25 percent. Mm -hmm. Congrats to him. 70-year politician. Wow. That's a rich history working for his country. Very rich. We'll keep our eye on that one. Mm -hmm. Let's head to some HBCU news. Harris Stowe State University uh, and Xavier University are bringing STEM programs to their campuses and looking to encourage underrepresented students in STEM. Mm -hmm. Now, students who enroll in Xavier University STEM College will have access to the facilities, personnel, and administrative process of both institutions. Now, Harris Stowe State University in Missouri, the creation of this new academic college will focus on STEM, which stands for, of course, science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm -hmm. The new addition to the college campus will help with demand as it is quote, the fastest growing degree field, unquote, at the HBCU. All right, so let's get into a little black history. Uh, first up, 1780, Pennsylvania becomes the first state to abolish slavery. Yeah, in 1960, Pope John elevated Bishop Lauren Rogambwa. Rogambwa. Did, well. did I do right. Rogambwa? Mm -hmm. Lauren Rogambwa to the College of Cardinals, making him the first black cardinal in the modern era. And let's go to 2002, where Miss District of Columbia Shante Hinton is crowned Miss USA, becoming the third black woman to do so. Now, today, leading black journalist Don Lemon 
turns 57. That's a young 57. It is. Happy birthday, Don. And Sir Harry Belafonte, one of Jamaica's favorite sons, who became the most popular, one of the most popular he vocalists did. of his time. He's also an actor and a civil rights advocate. He is turning a young 96 today. Daylight come. <laughs> and we won't go home. home. I love him. Up next, yes. could the queen of daytime TV, is she still considered the queen? Could she be making a return, Lee mm -hmm. Thomas? We're talking about Wendy Williams. We'll talk about what she is saying about coming back to television uh -oh. and more celebrity headlines when we return. Welcome back to Fox Soul's Black Report. Daystar Peterson, a.k.a. Tory Lanez, will find out his sentence mm. on April the 10th which could change the judge's grant, if the judge grants him his request for that new trial. Yeah, he's uh, been in custody since December of 2022. That's when a jury found him guilty of shooting fellow rapper Megan Thee Stallion and causing her great bodily harm. Now, Tory agreed to a sentencing delay and the judge lifted the gag order at a recent hearing. Prosecutors are expected to provide a sentencing memorandum before the hearing, which could sentence Lane up to Lane's up to 22 years and eight months in prison and deportation to Canada. He, he's a he's a Canadian, Canadian guy. I did not know that until mm -hmm. this story broke and you mm -hmm. people kind of started to dig a little deeper uh, mm -hmm. in, in his life. But it's been a messy, messy uh, trial. Uh, his family is still uh, pushing, you know, for his innocence and and, and appealing. And um, I think it just depends on how big a fan you are, maybe, if you're not basing it on facts, mm -hmm. whose side you're on. On mm -hmm. social media, it became this huge divide. It really you know, did. You had Tory, folks of Tory saying, hey, you know, he's been wrongly accused. You had mm -hmm. folks saying Megan was, you know, hurt and abused mm -hmm. and taken advantage of. So it became nasty. It really does. And, and it's really what happens in court that counts, not mm -hmm. what happens in the court so, of public opinion. Media, yeah. But man, did, was there so much said on so both much. sides. Mm -hmm. And like you said at the beginning, it's a messy situation all the way around. It is. Um, but if he's got to go, he's got to go back to Canada. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Florida judge issues arrest warrant for rapper Kodak Black for failing a drug test while on bail for a drug charge. Now, the rapper whose legal name is, check this out, Bill. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Bill. Wow. Bill Capri. <laughs> uh, he didn't show up for a scheduled drug test in February. That's not good. And then submitted a sample that tested positive for fentanyl. Kodak had violated the conditions of of his pretrial release for an oxycodone trafficking charge. In 2020, former President Donald Trump commuted his three-year federal prison sentence for falsifying doc documents used uh, to buy weapons. Mm. I did not know his real name was Bill. Bill. Like, once you get out of a little bit of trouble, why do you put yourself in some more trouble. You know, I, that 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 pardon by President Tr uh, Trump at the time was huge. Mm -hmm. You get this kind of fresh new start, mm -hmm. like stay the course, dude, go be a rapper mm -hmm. and just just rap and go do shows, make your money, feed your family. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe it's a propensity to to just be a bad boy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But come on now. Sometimes uh, these lifestyle choices, it's harder to change. And um, keeping your name out there in the media doesn't hurt sales. I guess so. Keeps what they say. controversial and hot. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Trending. Let's talk about a media personality that wants to get back in the limelight. Wendy Williams has announced she is ready mm. uh, for her return to television. The 57-year-old who recently retired is reportedly considering taking her famous 
Hot Topics segment to ABC's The View. Oh. Now in a conversation with paparazzi while running errands in New York. This is where she said it, mm -hmm. outside of a bodega in New York while she's running <laughs> around, okay? Now Williams revealed her desire to be on TV again, particularly on a show like The View and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Now the superstar is also said to be working on launching her own podcast. That's the lane she should probably stay mm -hmm. in my opinion, mm -hmm. which could be more profitable for her than the previous TV show. No official release dates have been announced for either project. You had a up close and personal oh, yeah. experience with Wendy mm -hmm. as much as you like to share. T tell the soulmates about it because you told me about it. You know, I was honestly, I was a little disappointed with Wendy because Ooh. she came through and Wendy, as much as she digs into people's lives, she didn't want us to ask her about hers at all and her life was in the news at the time. What? And she came right in, didn't talk to any people, Cotton Studio, and she yeah. was great when she was in the studio. Okay. Left, didn't talk to anybody again on the way out. And then there was an event later on in the evening that you were a didn't part see, of and you didn't at all. Pass at, at, I, I had to introduce her at an event. I never saw her. And I was backstage the whole time. So uh, wow. being in the limelight is something that becomes addicting, but I don't know if it's healthy specifically for her. And this is a 360 moment. Right now she needs folks like mm -hmm. us. She needs her fans to help. And get if she got a podcast, she could do it from home and people would listen. I would listen. I would I mean, too. Is she going to get guests on there? Oh, come on, Queen Wendy. Mm -hmm. All right, comedian uh, King Kevin Hart scheduled uh, his scheduled performance in Cairo. This was back on February uh, 21st, was canceled due to local logistic issues. Now, that's according to a mm -hmm. statement by uh, our productions. Now, what uh, really happened, well, Courtney? <laughs> however, however, okay. some, some, what had happened was, there you go. some speculate that the cancellation uh, was related to Hart's alleged comments that Egyptians were black. Hart faced backlash on social media for supposedly saying, quote, we must teach our children the true history of black Africans when they were kings in Egypt and not just the uh, era of slavery that is cemented by education in America. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember uh, the king, the time when uh, when we were kings, that mm -hmm. particular uh, documentary? Yeah. Now, although there is no concrete evidence that Hart made this statement, the hashtag uh, cancel Kevin Hart was trending on Twitter in Egypt prior to the show. Remember when we were kings documented yeah. a lot. Now, of, I, my, I'll make this quick. Uh, my, my, my thoughts on, on black and white, those specific words are American mm -hmm. um, in other countries. People say I'm Nigerian, I am, I am Egyptian, I am, mm -hmm. I am Italian, mm -hmm. I am Irish. Mm -hmm. uh, we defined it as black and white and, color. and some other countries do by color, but we're truly an ethnicity. We're African-Americans mm -hmm. and uh, you just can't throw the black label yeah. Yeah. around the world and people won't accept it yeah. even if their skin is dark. And when you think of colorism, I think a lot of folks in Africa and the Caribbean, mm -hmm. part Caribbean, mm -hmm. have been conditioned to, to feel as though lighter is better. Mm -hmm. And so that might have something to do with the denial that you're black right. or of color. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. All right, let's talk about uh, Beyonce, shall we? Mm -hmm. You feel a certain way about her? I love Beyonce. Oh, good. You ain't gonna have a beehive coming after me. I Don't love ask me no questions like I, that. I love, I love Beyonce. As well. I mean, I'm cool with it. Beyonce's highly anticipated Renaissance tour <laughs> has left fans scrambling to get their hands on tickets. I don't need any. 
Uh, Ticketmaster Verified Fans Program is causing <laughs> chaos among fans trying to secure tickets. Now, fans have had to register ahead of time wow. and wait for access codes, causing anxiety, frustration, and honestly, anger. I added the anger part. It's not the prompter, but it is anger because I talked to somebody who wants some tickets. Well, the fans did not receive codes and had to restore by buying from resellers at very inflated prices. Now, Jeez. some fans even opted to travel overseas for more, wow, reliable ticketing process. Attorney Jennifer Kinder has taken on the issue and has federal hearings with Ticketmaster scheduled for March Ooh. the 27th. Let me just say this. Hmm. I love Beyonce. Uh, she's great at what she does. But man, getting those tickets is a thing. It's really become a thing where people are calling each other and saying, you try here, I try here, get on this list over here. And I'm just trying to keep the, my money in my wallet. Listen, people are tapping into our, their 401ks. I, I recently wrote an article that says it's easier to get into heaven mm -hmm. than to get a, get a Beyonce ticket. I, I just think they are grossly overpriced. Mm -hmm. Even the, the nosebleed seats are yes. like $1,000. It's just, it's a lot. You know you know what's uh, less expensive? Mm. Just go watch one of her YouTube videos. <laughs> for some people, that's not good enough. It's hey. not good enough for the Beehive. Hey. I'm not buying no, uh, Let's see, I'm talking to you, my kid gonna, again. I'm not buying no tickets. You're going to be a part of the Beehive and real broke. Well, I, I can't afford the Beehive. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, the lawsuit filed by Ronald Brent, the Zealous Group, and Leslie Ware against the estate of Tupac and Amaru Entertainment over ownership of the Machiavelli painting has been dismissed. Mm. The plaintiffs, Lee, warned wanted the court to declare where the rightful owner of the painting, which appeared on Tupac's album, The Don Caluminati, The Seven Day Theory, that's one of my faves. However, mm -hmm. the judge rejected the case due to the uh, lack of jurisdiction over Pac's estate and Amaru Entertainment. The painting is currently residing in Ware's Dallas home. Tupac is one of those artists that just, the, the news and his legacy, will just never ever go away. Kind of like it Whitney. Not. It's almost like it they're not. still here. We know mm -hmm. we know physically they're not with us, right. but because their impact and their footprint was so heavy, mm -hmm. um, they, they 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 remain top of mind and in news stories. And to me, um, how are we? How are they still fighting over a state? A state? Yeah. Uh, we talked. We had a lawyer in before mm -hmm. talking about you know. Uh, especially when it comes to Aretha here in Detroit, mm -hmm. uh, not written a will, and it was found on a written piece of paper on a, in a, in a couch, on a couch, couch stuck cushion. in the couch. Yeah. Wow, and we're still talking about Pox Estate as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting to me, but okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great music. Coming up, renaming a piece of naval history. We will tell you the new name of the USS Chancellorsville, and it's after a brother. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Fox Soul's Black Report. got Fox Soul Black Report. <laughs> Try to do Don Cornelius on that one. Now, the U.S. Navy has renamed Crazy. one of its warships, the USS Chancellorville, after Robert Smalls, a black sailor and statesman who was born into slavery as part of the military's ongoing effort to remove names 
that honored the Confederacy. Yeah, Smalls led one of the first public boycotts of segregated transportation. He was appointed Brigadier General of the South Carolina Militia. He also served on the South Carolina Legislature. This was after the Civil War. He also went on to serve five terms as a wow. member of the U.S. House of Representatives. This was back late yeah, in the 1800s. Yeah. He was getting it in. Smalls was big. That's right. Yeah, good job. Uh, the Naming Commission examined over 750 bases, facilities, and buildings to see if the commemoration uh, of the Confederacy uh, was resulting in the decision to rename that ship, mm -hmm. among other things in the military. That's right. Now, the USS Robert Smalls, I like that, is currently deployed in Japan. Wow. You know, I'm a military brat. My father, officer in the Army. Mm -hmm. I was born on a military base. I have the utmost respect for those bases, and I also have the utmost respect for the people that efforted those changes. Mm -hmm. Because some of those names, when you look at their history, mm -hmm. they needed to be taken it's off important. of military service when there's so many different kind of people in the military these mm -hmm. days. Inclusivity, that's what mm -hmm. it's all about. That's mm -hmm. what it, were you stateside or overseas? Uh, based in uh, Ethiopia for three wow, years, yeah, wow. as, a, as a kid. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right, listen, for the rundown on today's stories and more, you can access Fox Souls video on demand on any of our partners. You can even access past shows and other mm -hmm. black-centered content. Don't forget to download the Fox Soul app. Lee Thomas, thank you so much. We appreciate thank you. you, brother. I need Cordial back tomorrow. That's thank right. you for having me. I'm Courtney Hicks. Thanks for watching. You're watching uh, Fox Souls Black Report. We appreciate you.